0: Oh, then it becomes.
1: No, like I, it's like. Go you ahead, just, repeat that. Like you ever have, like water sitting in a water bottle, and it's been there for really long, in there for a long time, and you're like, it is water, so it should be fine.
0: Should be, but then it's stagnant water.
1: Right, and that's like how you get, like. Like
0: parasites.
1: Right, and I'm just like. Processing the risks and rewards drinking this water.
0: I mean, I'm imagining. When you say a long time, like, it's probably only been there like a week.
1: No. It's probably been no? week's period. Yeah, like plural, easy. We might be in months territory. Oh. Time isn't real. Did you get a haircut? Mm. It's looking no.
0: uh It was rainy the, the other day. I don't know. Well. Stop flirt with me because it's just you and me, Michael. I know your game.
1: My, my strategies <laughs> <laughs> oh hi everyone what's up welcome back to under for the review i'm mike rose mikey just this walked mikey away C. yeah, yeah I, I literally started too fast introducing and mikey's like i gotta go you know what this just isn't for me <laughs> for once not enough feminine energy for mikey Despite right? the fact that I think I really do uh, check that quota, but n- not to Mikey C. Um, it's supposed to be
0: the guy's podcast.
1: This is Boys Night. Boys Night. It is 3.36 p.m. on a Tuesday, but it's, it's Boys Night. And unfortunately, Kata couldn't be here this week. So we are riding with Boys Night. I'm very excited. And honestly, we have so much to talk about anyway. It's best to have less voices this week anyway because yeah, there's you probably just need it a lot to say so, um so should
0: we do should we get into that or get into the game first how do you want to do it
1: well mikey how are you
0: know, <laughs> same old same
1: which is like the the eor response oh,
0: no <laughs> I've been compared to Eeyore many a time
1: yeah you, i think this year for halloween you this is <laughs> now the time to start thinking about your halloween costume you should do like a really hot Eeyore costume, like cut the sleeves off and like... like really, sexy Eeyore? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would really serve as like a sexy donkey situation.
0: Sexy donkey. I get it.
1: <laughs> I think like gay bars would go wild for it. I don't think any of the girlies that you're going for would particularly find that attractive, but I do know that gay men would be really excited over the the idea. You
0: get the Eeyore comparison from, uh, from many people, though.
1: Well... I don't think as long as you've been on this podcast when we've said how are you Mikey have you ever said really good
0: I remember the last time i have been like really good
1: wow I'm supposed to
0: go to the dentist tomorrow to try and maybe finally be get become really good but I'm sure I'm gonna have to go through a lot of really bad pain first so I
1: don't know you should be feeling really good because this was a really solid NFL week one for you personally for many reasons
0: yeah so let's- yeah you're right.
1: Let's get in. I think let's talk. We got to talk the week first. We got to talk what it means, what it doesn't mean. Because so much happened. And then we'll get into our game. We'll probably take a little break. And then we'll talk about boy stuff. And um, let's let's start with your 49ers. I'm not, I know you want to. It's in your brain. All right, that's
0: a good place to start. That'll make me happy.
1: Yeah. G- give it to me. Because, I mean, the 49ers, I think, were the best performing team of the week by a lot.
0: I think so. I think a lot of people have been saying that out of, like, out of all the teams that played, which was every team, I think <laughs> the 49ers made the biggest statement. They're saying, like, we are the team this year to beat. Of course, going into Pittsburgh and basically rolling them. Yeah, uh, We knew our defense was going to be solid, but everyone was still wondering what was Brock Purdy going to do in his second year? Was it just a flash in the pan?
1: Mm-hmm. Was
0: it this? and uh he looked good he he looked admirable
1: I he don't definitely, think, I mean, definitely did the job do you think he definitely did the job do you think brock purdy is is proven at this point because i don't i'm still like okay rolled the Steelers. so brock purdy is definitely at least the top 15 quarterback if you're going to do that right like i, I think yeah. that's proven from last year and this year like he has to be like within like the top half of starting quarterbacks in my brain
0: top um, half yeah he's probably i think right there maybe and eh, that cut i don't know see Aaron, i would did you you need probably get to watch the game because uh, i'm the only one that would watch the steelers 49ers
1: no i had it I, I this oh, is so weird and i was meant to talk to Cod about this i had the bengals game and the 49ers game and i live in new york city that i mean i get the giants okay. were at night the jets were oh god we'll talk about the jets, oh, the jets, jets are I, monday I can't night can't even talk yeah. yeah the jets were yesterday. And so yeah, like no,
0: I think we had the same games. So we had th- those and what was the yeah, what was the name? The night Bengals game. It oh, was the Eagles. Eagles. Eagles.
1: You got the Eagles. Eagles um, Giants. And we'll get to or it. Eagles Patriots. Yeah. So we we watched the 49ers and I watched them and the and Bengals side by side. And I mean the 49ers looked so good. I'm not gonna say they didn't look amazing. They looked fantastic. They looked just as good as they did last year. Um they didn't. and
0: they I, only scored that one touchdown in the beginning of the second half where McCaffrey had that sick run
1: yeah and I think it'll be interesting the reason why I say Brock Purdy I find him to be like a a top half of starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now is just because he's pretty consistent I don't think he's ever been like he hasn't acted as a superstar yet but you don't necessarily need to be um he just hasn't he hasn't been wildly inconsistent and I think this probably segues fantastically into what would have been a hysterical Kata conversation that I'm still going to get her on next week is Mm -hmm. the Giants and Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. the opposite of that, which is Daniel Jones Mm. has, I mean, for those that didn't watch, it was a 40-0 Sunday night football game. It was so embarrassing. It was so hard to watch.
0: I think we were all excited to watch it too. uh... Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think we all really thought the Cowboys would take it, but I just it just got worse and worse and it wasn't luck it was just it just didn't happen for the giants even a little bit and my point about brock Purdy being a top half quarterback for me of starters kind of connects to my feelings about daniel jones being so variable like i think if i remember correctly like daniel jones's passer rating in 2022 was like as low as 71 and as high as like like 153 or something. Like there was like ebbs and flows there and it never really bottomed out that low, but 71 is, is pretty low. Um, like if you're doing 71 as a, as a passer rating, I get it, it's based on a lot of other factors. We're not much quantitative people here. So, you know, forgive, but that's like massively, there's a huge differential there. And this game week one, the passer rating was 32.4, <laughs> like 53% or like 53 and a half percent completion percentage like that it's just it's hard for me to rank daniel jones higher than brock purdy not based on the game a week one but just based on history yes daniel jones has a higher ceiling but i don't really care because this happens all the fucking time with quarterbacks is that when they shit the bed they shit the bed hard and sometimes you just need someone to be at worst average and like in terms of the 49ers they have everybody they have everyone on the team that if you have an average quarterback at worst you're going to be just fine. I was looking at
0: um, though. I mean, I was looking at ESPN. I think it was ESPN had something about it had like a quick little thing about all the quarterbacks that threw an interception on in week one. Mm-hmm. And almost all of everyone did except yeah. for Brock Purdy. There was very few others who did not.
1: Yeah, it was That's a clean it. game from Brock Purdy. It, it was clean from mm-hmm. 49ers altogether. Um, We haven't yeah. said yet, but like it's week one. So like you never know what's going to happen. Uh,
0: yeah, but everyone, there was a lot of people that were all high on Pittsburgh. A lot of people picked Pittsburgh going into that game. A lot oh. of people, when I, when I say that, I mean like a lot of like ESPN experts and everything. Well, they, uh,
1: call them in, because yeah, I, I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. I mean, the spread was a little bit egregious, but it wasn't bad.
0: At yeah, point. I was, I think, two and a half at the most.
1: Yeah, I was like, why on earth? I, mm-hmm. I did not understand why why you would pick uh, Pittsburgh, and I think it's just because people thought Brock Purdy secretly was going to fumble, but they didn't want to say that <laughs> and be clocked for it. I on the other, things.
0: I mean, I, on the other side of it though, I was I mean, on paper, I would think Pittsburgh isn't going to be that bad.
1: No, no, and then I mean, it is week one. Like I think if your team tanked, like the Giants, like. The Giants are not going oh in a thousand. Like they're going to be fine. I don't know, they
0: might. <laughs> like
1: I mean they play like ca- the Cowboys well, they- are a very good team. Their defense was amazing last year and it's amazing this year. Here we are again.
0: All um, right, but when you take those two games, when you take the 49ers game and the Giant game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the, in that Pittsburgh game have said like, well, you got the 49ers are one of the best teams. I don't feel like a lot of people are saying that. I mean, I, though, I do think, obviously, the Cowboys are one of the best teams. And I feel like you're not hearing a lot of people say, well, the Giants ran into the Cowboys. Like, like they're saying, well, Pittsburgh ran into the 49ers. Because yeah. most of it, I mean, it wasn't like you get the blocked kick. You had the,
1: the, only, you the
0: I yada, feel, yada, yada.
1: Yeah, I feel like the only massive difference is that, like, I consider the Cowboys top of the NFC at the moment. Um, oh, not top, sorry, because the 49ers are. Um, but second to, to the 49ers. And I think the reason people aren't giving the Cowboys the credit the 49ers got, which I think is pretty deserving, is that the offense didn't actually do anything. But they were mm. serviceable. Yeah. And so I think that's why people... But I think that's pretty earned. Like, the 49ers, like, owned the ball the entire day. Yeah. And yeah they, I think
0: they mentioned that time of possession was ridiculous. It was
1: crazy. And, and the Cowboys... Mm owned the ball the entire day, but didn't do with it what the 49ers did. So I think that's why people aren't saying that, but that doesn't mean that I don't consider the Cowboys the second in the NFC right now, Um, which is kind of what I said last week. I I said I was uh, concerned about the Eagles this year, and I think my concerns are building to be true, despite the fact that they won.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that game, because that's another game that I did watch, and I I thought it was a boring game considering it was Eagles-beach.
1: Is horrible the eagles were looked right? horrible the eagles like in in vibe lost that game you ever feel like that you Man, those... watch a game and you're like in vibe this person won in numbers that person did win and that's yeah. how i feel i feel like the patriots that's... in vibe won that game
0: i kind of felt that about last night's game i'm like oh god somebody has to win this
1: game but, well um... girl we will we will get to yeah we will I get to that I, but... if i can't even think about that right now i'm i I love myself, and I have a therapist. I'm not. I'm not thinking about the Jets right now. Um, all, right, but,
0: all right, so Eagles, Patriots. I mean, I, I was, I was a little surprised that the Eagles weren't a little, didn't look a little bit better, and the Patriots, I guess, didn't look that bad.
1: Patriots. That's, I guess, bullied, my analogy of it. The Patriots bullied the Eagles, and the only yeah, reason... Patriots defense,
0: I think, is going to be legit. Right, we could say that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think so. But the pay. I mean, the Patriots bullied the Eagles. I said this last week that there was concern about the Eagles in the middle linebackers and safeties don't exist. They lost their two starting linebackers and Gardner Johnson. They lost like all of their best people in the middle of the field. And it obviously showed.
0: They lost to us like Hargrave there, whatever his name is.
1: Yeah. But Hargrave, that was actually an upgrade. Um, the defensive line is better than it was last year. Uh, and it worked for the first half of the game until Bill Belichick started putting, I think it was like five or six people in the trenches to block everybody. And then the Eagles did nothing with that adjustment. It was so infuriating. Yeah. I was like, they have a minimal amount of people out there, and yet your coverage is trash. And so I think that kind of went to show, like, the coaching staff that got sincerely out coached. And these are all brand new play callers. Um, both the people who are calling plays just looked bad, 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 bad.
0: So I did. I mean, so obviously. I was happy coming out of the 49er game. Were you happy coming out of the Eagles game?
1: No. I, think, no. I assume
0: that, right?
1: No, I think because the things that I were concerned about, Kata said last week, she was like, I think you just don't want to get yourself disappointed, so you're saying... <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: I was agreeing with her until I watched you guys play.
1: And I, this is what I was afraid of, was the secondary being weak, despite the fact that they're, cor- they're cornerbacks and they're, are highly rated and really, really talented. I think that position is great the middle of the field linebacker position they just put their starting linebacker on ir which i'd be more upset about if he played decently he was okay and like did the job just fine but him and coverage was trash nicobe dean is who i'm talking shit about um and he's on ir for okay so at least four weeks if not more with a a foot injury so i just everything that i said was going to be of concern was a concern the coaching staff got outcoached by Bill belichick which is fine but you don't get outcoached that bad by a hmm. team that is just fundamentally more talented than the Patriots in a lot of ways, yeah, and then and the
0: Patriots I think could have very easily won that game.
1: Yes, the only reason they didn't was because at the beginning the Eagles defensive, the the, the, the Eagles defensive line bullied the offensive line, the like already hurt offensive line of the Patriots, got multiple, got multiple uh, turnovers, and then capitalized on it and even jalen hurts kind of fumbled those moments should have scored way more so that's the only reason it hurts, happened and
0: Hurts had said it in game
1: yeah. J- jalen hurts looked bad and i'll yeah. say like that i'm less concerned about um i did say this on the pod as well like people get really excited after a quarterback has one good year but then we have to see if they can be consistent with it i'm not saying like see jalen hurts isn't consistent it was like one game um i'm not entirely concerned jalen hurts is going to be problematic all year it is not impossible for that to happen. Um, But I I was concerned about the coaching in the middle of the field for defense and all of that was true. And I don't think that's going to stop being true. My like hot take is, this is like very specific Eagles lore that unless you're an Eagles person, probably don't know, but like, you know, uh, Nick Sirianni is the head coach who was the offensive play caller um, before he was trash at it and then gave it to Shane Scythe Shane Steichen, I think is how you pronounce it. He went to the Colts. He's the head coach there now, and I think he's going to be a star. Um, and then Shane was such a good play caller. And now we have a new offensive coordinator who, in Brian Johnson, who you know has a great relationship with Jalen Hurts, which is awesome, but shit the bed hard. And I wonder if after a year and a half of not play calling, if, uh, if our head coach is going to take it back. And that would be spice. So I would not be shocked if that the Eagles are having trouble calling plays offensively. That head coach takes it back. And this is more spice that I've been thinking about more is spice. that Matt Patricia is on the Eagles defensive staff right now. People don't talk about that a lot, but he is hired by the Eagles, despite the fact that Darius Slay is there and they like duked it out famously. Uh-huh. Um, if the play calling For the defense also doesn't get better. What are the odds that Matt Patricia ends up back in play calling duties in Philadelphia? Wow. Sports. So we (laughs) will, we will see. But those are our favorite teams here. Mikey, do you have a team outside of three? We just, I guess the six we just talked about that you saw. Yeah. Did you have, was the other game that you had the Packers beers? No. The Packers beers? beers? No. I did watch that because I was at a bar that. Played yeah. everything it was playing and that game was fun to watch. um Yeah, that was the that, other game that we had. Are you saying that the the Packers are like your exciting team of the year? I wanted the team that you, that surprised you that you're now all of a sudden like, oh wait, I'm kind of in on this team.
0: Well, it wouldn't be the Packers because I had said I think on our podcast last week that you I thought the Jordan Packers Road. were going to be good.
1: Yeah, you did. You say that.
0: I was I was surprised the Bears weren't a little better. Justin Fields looked. I thought I, th- I thought he looked clueless out there.
1: Yeah. Definitely not a sleigh, to say the least.
0: Yeah, definitely not a sleigh. <laughs> um, but do you want to say a team that kind of surprised? I don't see. Uh, it, it, um, I hate to shoot my own horn again, but the Falcons looked pretty good, even though it was the Panthers, but I did call that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought the Falcons looked so good. I I do think, like, isn't there some sort of statistic about the Falcons always being a one per game? Like, are... I may be making that up. But well, actually, I
0: feel like the, yeah, they, they've always been like a team that could beat like the best team and then lose to the worst team. If that's what you mean, kind of.
1: They have like a weird inconsistency, but like their offense is so fun and their offense is always kind of fun.
0: So Kevin Ridley is the truth. He's going to be good this year. No, Calvin Ridley's not even on the team. But who? Oh, um,
1: we're gonna get to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, in, in yeah, Jacksonville. Uh, Bijan Robinson. Be... Bijan Robinson is showing. Bijan
0: Robinson, yeah, is what I'm thinking of.
1: Exactly um, who we thought, and yeah, and it caught us big on the Panthers. I'm gonna roast her for it next week. Um, right.
0: But yeah. Getting some back to your question.
1: Well, you said the Falcons, so that's like your, you know,
0: they are. But I mean, like I said, I called that one. Yeah. They may um, surprise you in a positive. The, the Rams, I guess. Did the oh, Rams yeah. not get the memo that they were not supposed to win. Y- <laughs> Everyone yeah. thought they were going to be tanking this year, and they won't beat Seattle and Seattle thirty to thirteen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will eat these words probably, and I've been wrong in this podcast like an uncountable amount of time, But uh, I, I, I not sold on the Rams at all. I'm like, all right. No. Like, and it. I think
0: they play San Francisco next week, if I'm not mistaken. 4
1: 05 p.m. on Fox.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: In So his... we'll see.
0: And I don't know if you saw the video of McVay like after the game, like, oh dear, I love you guys. Like yeah, you guys were supposed to whatever. Whatever. You...
1: Yeah, I'm not. We'll see. We'll see. Um with the Rams. But My... That
0: was an impressive win.
1: Yeah. I I was surprised about Green Bay and I'm excited to see how that goes because the the storyline there is just so hot. It is just so fun with the storyline. Um, but I think the team that yeah, how about you looked functional, Tampa Bay. <laughs> I didn't. I'll
0: admit I didn't see any of that game. I don't know if I saw. I watched I mean,
1: the condensed and listen, like. Uh, you look at the box score, and it's not like the most beautiful thing in the world. But yeah,
0: I'm looking at it. Chase McGillop. Oh, he's the kicker. Oh, Kevin Bay
1: bust out a little bit, and I I thought it was hysterical. Like, I thought it was just...
0: I mean, I heard Baker... Well, his numbers don't look great. They threw two touchdowns. But he only threw for 175 yards.
1: I feel like this is the Minnesota curse. Minnesota... I don't know what's going to happen to Minnesota this year. Because last year, they were like the worst winning team for some reason. Right. Um, I wonder if this is Minnesota's dive bomb moment where Justin Jefferson gets mad and then wants a trade. Like, is that what happens here? Um, But I, I wish I... like just feel like
0: I... Minnesota would not be a fun place to play, no matter even if they're good or bad. Because it's...
1: it's what? It's cold? Or just like the yeah. vibe of the
0: team? Anything cool about Minnesota is Prince. He's, he's dead.
1: Sorry. Sorry to Minnesota. So, I mean... <laughs> I think there was a lot of like week one stuff that we won't be seeing a ton of, but I'm excited. Like I'm really, I got really excited about the Colts.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I got very excited. Yeah. Like they held up. I think Jacksonville, I stand by this is going to be one of the best teams to watch.
0: You're very high in Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: Very. I, I said that I think Trevor Lawrence could be an MVP candidate, although it didn't really look like it. Week one looked good, but not great. Um, If you drafted Calvin Ridley in your fantasy league, like I did slay. Let, let's go. Like, Calvin really looked fucking right. outstanding. Um, yeah, he's I
0: mean, he one on one in a touchdown, but, but I, the, he Colts, good.
1: the Colts didn't die in that game. I mean, it was a 10 point game, and Anthony Richardson, like, in first game in the NFL regular season. Like, yeah, like, he he did okay. Like, he scored two touchdowns. Like, he, he it, it did a serviceable job against a really solid team. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do the rest of the year. I was talking to my trainer actually about this. Cause he was like, do you my think trainer? we'll make a run?
0: Oh, my trainer.
1: trainer. I'm a physical trainer. Hi yeah. um, Shane. Uh, about this. And he was like, what uh, do you think we'll make a run for the playoffs? And I went to find run. <laughs> um, hmm. I think like they could break 500 and like uh, for like a first year quarterback. I think that's super exciting. And which Oops, like- you're still talking about here about who you're still talking about the Colts here yeah yeah and like Shane Steichen I just said like I think really talented play caller um so I don't know I think the Colts are kind of interesting
0: and I guess they're supposed to get Jonathan Taylor back in like four more games right like
1: no hopefully. three oh yeah three three games right. but I don't think Jonathan Taylor is playing for the Colts you don't think so have has anything come out about it otherwise yeah.
0: it's such a weird situation I don't, I just think maybe that they just realized that it's going to be too hard to move them. And
1: I, I think, I don't, being, know. I don't know. I don't I know think who else you would play for. They're being petty. I, I, I'm i sure there were a ton of offers and just none of them were good enough. And they were like petty enough to be like, fuck it. We'll just, you'll just sit and not play. Hmm. Yeah. It's like putting your kid in timeout. <laughs> like, it, it really does feel like that. So I could keep talking about week one. We have to finish up this week one conversation with the obvious elephant in my fucking brain like oh my god the jets and the bills game (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't even know where to start (laughs) i don't even know where to start
0: well you guys if it wasn't for me you would have almost even missed it i don't think you guys were like cooking dinner or something i was
1: putting mozzarella sticks in the oven i was gone for like (laughs) two minutes and i come downstairs and see your text and you're like uh, Rogers is out hurt. and I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just got here. I a torn Achilles. He's out. He's out for the season. I, I don't know what to, whether to laugh like in an uncomfortable way. or Such to... a
0: Greek tragedy.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. What a great way to put it. I mean like that. You can't write TV like that. It was. Imagine how much money, not only in draft capital, went into this but how much money just on the tv space on the marketing space that the jets put in and the nfl put in our
0: Nox was there our yeah.
1: Nox, and like the, the, a huge documentary all of these interviews that were supposed to be hype interviews that whole did you see the entrance he had the american fucking flag i mean listen it was 9-11 so like that that's why that was but like they really milked it and, and I mean, think, well, what could go wrong? <laughs> and four plays, and an ruptured Achilles out for the season, and you're back with. Zach. I thought the
0: interesting thing with it all, And I think we we mentioned it in our text, maybe or I don't, I don't know, maybe we didn't. But like it was kind of funny to be on Twitter, and all these doctors were like tweeting in, saying like, "Yeah, I saw his Achilles reverb, and or whatever. I saw the reverb, and that's I, definitely a torn Achilles." Yes. And everyone was like, well, you know, the ESPN announcers were like, oh, well, you can't trust a doctor unless he's seen a patient. But I I mean, everyone knew.
1: That video disturbed me so much. It was They kept replaying it, too. And I was like, stop. You can literally Mm. see it. Like, snap. It's just disgusting. I hated it.
0: Can I say this, though? I mean, everyone knew that the the offensive line for the Jets was not garbage. Everyone was talking about how they were trash going into the preseason. And if you watched, I mean, that happened on the fourth play. The three plays before it, he was running for his life. I mean, the Bills were going after him. I almost want to say if if he didn't get hurt on that play, he would have gotten hurt eventually because it it, it just seemed like that offensive line was not going to protect him that night. And if Zach Wilson wasn't, like, running around, they would have crushed him probably, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, i I do not think this is a matter of, oh, they could have won. I mean, they did win. So it doesn't matter. And
0: that's the funny, that's like the, the, the the craziest part is they, they did win. And not
1: the hands of like, if if it was like Wilson comes in and saves the game, like, no, he sucked. It was very, he was very bad.
0: I, Um, I, I had thought that the Bills were going to take a step back this year. I think we talked about it in the first, in our first podcast a little bit. And I mean, they took two steps back, I think, from watching that game.
1: I think the Bills, like, just I think it gets to you where you are in contention every year, you work so hard, you put your body out there, you're putting everything in it to make a run every single year. You get burnout. out. You're gonna get burnt out. Like, yeah. and I think it's I think it's about time and we said this last year that this might be the Bills burnout. And it's gonna be really interesting for what the AFC East with the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots. Because before, I, I said the Patriots are will for once be the last team in the division. And I go, well, who now? That, that division was spicy, and it just got spicier to me.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, do you think the Jets try to sign somebody? Or do you see them yeah. going with Zach Wilson?
1: I think they're going to sign someone to keep it, to make sure that they, they can give themselves the best shot. I just don't know who that is. I worry it might be Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah, a lot of people were talking Wentz.
1: Are they? Yeah, I think um I think that's the obvious I mean, aside from
0: the obvious Tom Brady.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would be just cra no. Uh Carson Wentz, yes, but like I don't think that's a massive upgrade unless, you know, you never know in the NFL. Carson Wentz could be like, I'm gonna decide to not be an absolute mess now in Slay. But I don't know. I I feel bad for Jets fans. I was watching videos on Instagram of Jets fans' reactions and yeah, I did cackle. It was cackling. I mean, it, it's just you can't make this shit up. It was so good. And no, what's even worse? It's going to be like the fucking Broncos last year where the Jets are in these primetime games. I mean, I think they have let me just count it because I, I was going to say, do they have that...
0: like a lot of primetime like national games figuring that they are going to be good?
1: Yeah, they have like four I think they have four like primetime games um I know I think they have a couple like those like four o'clock games where it's like America's game of the week I think they have a couple of those um but also they have like a Friday game like they, they have a lot of primetime games it's good at the Broncos last year where it's I don't think the Jets are going to like falter like the Broncos did
0: um well it's, it's Jets defense I mean it, it did look good.
1: Jets defense, I will say, was really, really, really impressive and really exciting to watch. Like the Bills, yeah. I think the Bills will be just fine this year. I think they will contend. They will go to the playoffs like they always do. But, really? Yeah, I, th- I don't think they're going to die bomb. I think the Jets defense is fantastic. I think the Jets defense can only be fantastic for so long and hold up the offense for so long, not just to win games, but to continue to be good. Like you can't just like carry a game as defense for the whole year and then your offense sucks. Well, was, you're just I was, like, just I was watching
0: the the Manning cast. I don't know if you ever watched the Manning cast. Oh, I, yeah, I enjoy it. I think they're pretty good. And Peyton, the entire, as soon as Wilson, like after he tried to throw a couple passes, that just didn't go well. He, he was just like, just hand the ball off the rest of the game. And Eli's like, no, you can't do that. He's like, no, just hand it off the rest of the game. No more throws. I don't want him passing anymore. Yeah, I mean, it just was,
1: He kept running backwards. And the touchdown like that he did throw yards. to Wilson,
0: that was more an incredible catch, I think, by Wilson than a great pass. I mean, by Garrett Wilson than it was a great pass from Zach Wilson and the touchdown. Oh so, my god, that was he, a he catch. like
1: batted it away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then got it to his right hand. Batted it. It was just like so stunning. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was such an incredible game. I loved it. I had the best time of my life. I do worry about the Jets taking up a lot of prime time space. I wonder if they're the NFL is going to flex and move some things around. Probably not. Maybe they're
0: going to make them sign like. um like, uh, Philip Rivers or something.
1: <laughs> well, on all that, it's week two and we got a game to play.
0: Yeah, so I did good or what?
1: You did great. You got all three of yours. You were the only one that got all three of them in the green. Right. Um, so the order this will be tricky this week.
0: I guess Kata would just have to take from what we don't pick, right? Um, have, I don't know. Do
1: I don't know. I think like. Our, do we be nice to Kata and do we pick teams based on what we know about her? I think you know what we should do we should, knowing what we know about Kata I won't let her see the picks, I'll hide them yeah. and then when we see her next week, we'll tell her the Reveal. ones she, we'll, we'll see like, okay, so this is what happened, who would you have picked?
0: Yeah, who would you have picked? Yeah,
1: and I'll try to like get her idea. I'll try to get her answers before this uh the weekend happens so she's not skewed and we'll see how close we get um and per the rules, um, last week, uh, I picked the Jags, the 49ers, and the Seahawks to win. So I was right in the Jags and the 49ers, two points, but I was wrong in the Seahawks. Um, so I ended up with one. Mikey CU, three and three and good with the Eagles, Ravens, and Falcons. So three points. Kata picked the Commanders, Cowboys, and Chiefs. So one point because the Chiefs lost. Um, we didn't even talk about that, but honestly, like I don't even care. That'll be real.
0: Yeah.
1: I just was like, I, yeah. And true. they're
0: another team. Well, I mean, I, I think the more, more exciting that the Lions could be good. And we kind of mentioned that, too, in our, our first podcast. My, and they they, they they seemed to put up.
1: My exciting Super Bowl would is still... Yeah, like What well, wasn't a, yours? The Lions and Jags. Yeah. I would love that. That'd be so mm-hmm. fun. So... We draft uh, Waterfall, and it's based on standing. Since Kata and I are tied, I just, like, decided to add a new role without asking anybody, and we'll do it based off of if there's a tie. Um, whose team, like, favorite team has a worse standing? So Giants, Kata, <laughs> me, Eagles, you 49ers. Um, oh,
0: boy, I'll never get it. I'll never win a tiebreaker then.
1: No, not this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I unless the Eagles, like, pick up their shit, but probably not um so we'll just do that so akata would go first so let's
0: I'm like looking at who she would pick
1: well she loves the Panthers so much
0: she does and what they're playing
1: is that she picks... two
0: Monday night games I hate when they do... well I guess she... they don't hate it but it's so weird when they do two Monday night games I do why hate in week it. two
1: yeah I do hate it it's just like usually in like the... it's
0: the first week of the season that they do it
1: and it's both rivalries that like I don't care about. Yeah. So like the thing about Kata is she's so fucking chaotic sometimes with her picks that I can never really understand what she's gonna do. We we've played fantasy together for such a long time. I know what she doesn't draft, so that helps, but like in these cases, I mean she's big on the Panthers.
0: She's big on the Panthers. I could see her being like Really high on the Browns though too now.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So we think she might like the Panthers, the Browns. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know why I think that.
1: I mean, listen, we're all here vibe checking at this point. Um, she's a big Seattle girl. She loves Seattle.
0: Yeah, she you think thinks, she would?
1: But she also loves the Lions, so that's a tough matchup yeah. for her.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, we give her that one.
1: No, well, because they're playing each other, so. It's po- impossible that she actually takes her, her Lions to beat her Seahawks.
0: I know she wouldn't take that. I could see her taking. I could see her taking the Bills to bounce back.
1: You're so right.
0: Wait, you're. She's so... always like the Bills. She's always like the Bills.
1: Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think mutually, let's give her the Bills. I think, I think that's actually a half decent pick too.
0: Yeah. And I do assume they will bounce back somewhat. I mean... I mean, God, they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Alrighty. So, I'm next because... Mm -hmm. I didn't do a good job. Um... Mm -hmm. So... so, There are some really hard matchups uh, that you can't really fuck with. Like, I'm not fucking with the Baltimore-Cincinnati one. I'm not fucking with... Seattle and Detroit um like Tampa Bay and Chicago that's fucking weird Kansas City Jacksonville I'm not fucking with that um <sighs> my gut is kind of like fighting against like what happened during week 1 and so I think I'm going to take your 49ers if you be.
0: didn't do it, I would have done it.
1: Yeah, because I, I just don't believe in the Rams quite yet. Um, I think Matthew Stafford gets spooked when things get difficult, and Matthew Stafford is going to get spooked. So I think that's sort of an obvious choice for me to take. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, this week is like I, – I was scared that this game, this new structure – was going to be too easy. But too like, easy, I, yeah. You know what? I mean, early early season, it's hard. You know what I will say? Imagine we did it like last year where we did the game and we all drafted and then this week happened with fucking the Jets. Uh,
0: Rodgers, I was thinking that, yep. One of <laughs> us would have
1: drafted him in like the first or second round and it would have just been like, I mean, that happened to me last year. I drafted the Rams really early and I still won. Yeah, so, it's, yeah you
0: know, and they had it. They poo-pooed the season.
1: I, I'm going to take the
0: Lions at home against Seattle.
1: Wow! Yeah, the I considered it.
0: Wrong. Yep. All right, we gotta find another one for Kata.
1: Yeah. So, all right. We said the Browns were interesting to her. Uh huh. We said she loves the Panthers. I don't know if she would Think pick she would them. Take the Panthers over the Saints.
0: I mean, Saints can impress anyone.
1: She's out here talking a big game about our Panthers, so she better stick with it.
0: Saints are favorites, play three.
1: Yeah, um, I wonder if I she could... wouldn't pick her Giants right now. I know it.
0: No, she's not that. Though I, I could see the Giants winning that game actually, even. But
1: I could see her.
0: I could see her going for the Dallas. Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's what no, I was you just thinking. thinking.
1: Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she picked the Cowboys last time with her second pick. So I think that's okay, a right. good pick to give her. Um, and I think that's a a pretty clear win. I do think the Jets' defense is going to expose the Cowboys' offense for not being as mm. elite as it l- people might have thought it looked during week one. Yeah. Not saying they're bad. I Cowboys fans don't get too bummed. But I, I do see the Jets because their defense is so fucking good. It mm-hmm. was so you know, fun, to be watch. fun to
0: watch. Yeah.
1: And yeah, so I mean, I guess in my case a part of me wants to stick to my guns about my my excitement with the Colts who are playing Houston and like maybe give them a go for my lineup, but it does sometimes feel like there are some more obvious teams that could throw it throw hands like Green Bay playing Atlanta. Like, I like Atlanta, but Green Bay looked really exciting. I think both of them are kind of unknown entities right now.
0: These are tough. I mean, even the Chiefs and Jags, say, Jags. I mean, jeez.
1: I'll say the Chargers versus Tennessee.
0: Is that who you're going to – yeah? I
1: I, see. Because, like, I get that, that, that Tennessee had a really bad game. I get that Ryan Tannehill did not have his best game. I do believe that Ryan Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback, and that was his worst, but – the Chargers looked really solid, and I think in any case their upside might and be thought, higher.
0: Yeah, and I thought Miami. In fact, Miami might be.
1: Mm, Miami was so good. Um, they did. It's just hard with Miami because like they had some issues last year, and it was just Week One. New England's defense is so s- solid, and or um uh yes, New England's defense is so solid that like, are they going to start to rock Miami because the Chargers' defense? While we were somewhat excited, like weren't that excited about them. So I still think this is all a bunch of unknown entities, but for the sake of I gotta move on, um my gut is going chargers, so I'm gonna take them. Going chargers? Yeah, yeah. God. Ugh. It's a little bit difficult.
0: We gave we gave Kata the Bills as the first one, right?
1: Kata's got the Bills and the Cowboys, which I think we did her good.
0: Yeah, I think so. She can't complain.
1: I feel like she has to take the Panthers for her third because she talked a big game. like she only deserves that. Well,
0: I'm definitely not going to take them, so.
1: No, me neither. I'm, just, I'm stuck
0: between... Oh, it's Thursday night.
1: Oh. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know what? They worked for me one last week. I'll I'll take them again. I'll take your Eagles on Thursday night against Minnesota.
1: I'm so nervous about that game. (laughs) Uh, I just like don't. You
0: say Thursday night games. I mean, there's I always call it the Thursday night curse. They're usually not great.
1: It's not that. It's that the Vikings just got fucked with. Mm. So they're gonna try and come back and fix it up. The Eagles. I think they the we're going to see that the Eagles. The issues with the Eagles were way more fundamental than a week one problem. It's going to take them a so. long time to figure it out, and I could see it being exposed.
0: See, I could see the Eagles now wanting to prove something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely want to prove something, but like, mm-hmm. it. I I can feel that these these play calling the play callers the new ones are not ready, and I I think you know. That the defense struggled that much against Daniel, against Mac Jones, <laughs> and an offensive line that was like already depleted. Their guards were out. I don't know, bruh. I don't know, mm. but but I you make me feel better having picked them. I needed okay. that boost of confidence. Um, <laughs> I would love for them to go two zero, but I don't know, man. Okay, well, to finish out for me. E! Um, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess we have to pick for, for Kata first, and then I'll pick. Oh, wait a minute, we didn't. We picked you, right? You're the Eagles. That's your second pick. And Kata, we have to pick.
0: So I have another pick I still have to make?
1: Yeah, you pick the Lions, and then you pick the Eagles.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: I'm so already we, thinking yeah. about myself. I dumped Kata. I was like, you know what? You're fine. Hmm. I kinda of wanna give right. the Panthers, or is that mean? We said we
0: were gonna give her the Panthers. Maybe we should then, right?
1: Yeah, she talked a big game about it. If she's not gonna do your laundry like she promised, then she gets the Panthers.
0: I mean, we did it really good in the first two games, so
1: Kata. I- you got the Bills, Cowboys, and Panthers. You're welcome. I got the 49ers, the Chargers, and Huh. You know, I it's just it it's it's challenging. It's tough. I'm not touching the New York-Arizona game. I'm just like fucking not. Not in this economy. Hmm. I I could see a Washington beating Denver. Um, but again, it's just a lot of unknown entities. It's so early in the season. But I was a, a, you know, a big fan of the Colts. And I feel like I should stick with that this week. I feel like I got to... Show my my loyalties somehow. And I he's so, gonna be a
0: big Anthony Richardson fan. Yeah,
1: I, he's fine. So, so I'm gonna pick the Colts to beat Houston. Anthony Richardson's first win.
0: God, but everyone's gonna... excited. Um. Uh.
1: This is hard beginning of the season.
0: Then I'll have to kind of between. Uh, I mean, we talked about the Dolphins. I don't. I don't really trust them going to. I don't think I could take the Falcons, and I can't take the Packers. Why not? Uh, yeah. Those are, those are like two like. There's like two, I mean, those are like two girls that I like. I don't really want to see them like ruin it for each other yet.
1: That honestly. I know exactly what you mean.
0: <laughs> like, I don't want to see them fight over it yet. I'm going to see them keep, like, their own shine. Until till one of them shows their true face. Uh, then I guess I'll take, you know, just by default, I think. I'm going to actually take the fucking Commanders.
1: Ooh, against Denver. So you are a little bit more excited about Washington's.
0: I I'm kind of, I mean, not that they looked great week one. I mean, I, I told you, I, uh, yeah, twenty sixteen win over your the Cardinals your Cardinals.
1: Yeah, but the Cardinals like you know it's week
2: one.
0: Hmm. Uh, it. What else was I thinking of? Chiefs. Uh, um, Use your words. Like... Yeah, I don't like anyone else. Like, no, I, guess. I don't love
1: anyone else. Like I a part of me really likes like a part of me does really like Miami beating the Patriots. Like I, I think do the Patriots as well, but Miami's offense looked fucking wild against the right.
0: I think I only I'm only gonna take the commanders because I feel like if I get that wrong, I won't feel so bad. I'd be like, yeah. eh, no I really I've don't been like it I've wrong.
1: I've been wrong on this podcast for years. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to put it on tape all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk about soy boy
2: So I don't know if you guys could guess from my general serene, peaceful, cerebral demeanor, but I am very invested in how the products I use impact my own personal wellness. But even more so, we here at UFR, as a brand and as individuals, are extremely conscious of the way humanity's impact on the environment is perilous. And it's crazy how we don't know what the products we use are actually doing to the world we live in. And for me, one of those things is candles. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a slut for candles. I probably have between two and four burning in my house at all times. But I've recently ditched my expensive and toxic go to brands for a more boutique candle experience from Andrew Candle Company.
1: Did y'all know that indoor air pollutants are often up to five times higher than outdoor levels? Traditional indoor candles made with harmful ingredients such as paraffin wax and toxic fragrance oils are often the biggest culprit behind this alarming statistic.
2: Andrew Candle Company has carefully sourced all of their premium ingredients to ensure they are free of toxins, sulfates, parabens, lead, soy, paraffin, and petroleum products. Their beeswax solution is 100% a renewable resource.
1: And as far as personal health is concerned, releases negative ions to improve allergy and asthma symptoms, decreases blood pressure, improves sleep quality, and reduces common ailments like headaches.
2: Which is exactly what I need. (laughs) But y'all also know I love to host, and Andrew's Candles are not just an environmentally friendly solution to my signature aesthetics. It's actually beneficial to my health and the health of my company. The scents are clean, modern, and just as bougie as i am andrew's candles are hand poured in atlanta georgia and make fantastic gifts too and tis the season for curling up with a candle and a good book am i right or masking
1: the smell of desperation during a date or trying to liven up your last cupping season relationship
2: all right that's enough but trust me y'all they have everything the cozy scent is perfect to burn when i'm editing in my living room and i keep the garden scent on my vanity when i'm doing my morning and evening skincare routines
1: We love supporting small businesses here, especially in this economy.
2: And y'all are in luck today because Andrew Candle Company is offering our listeners a special discount. Visit andrewcandlecompany.com to shop and enter code UFR15 at checkout for 15% off your order.
1: That's andrewcandlecompany.com, promo code UFR15.
2: And check out Andrew Candle Company on Linktree to learn more about the benefits of beeswax. That's linktr.ee. Slash Andrew Candle Company.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, okay, okay. Let's just get into it. All right, we're back. Get to it, Mikey.
0: You want to talk soy boys?
1: Get get into your shit about soy boys. What the fuck is a soy boy? I finally I bought
0: a new, annoying, no soy boy shirt. That I love. Wear to work even. Which is very questionable. If I could pull something, a graphical tee off like that at work, nobody even acknowledged it.
1: I don't think anyone knows what that is.
0: Well, by definition, what did I say? A soy boy, I think, is defined as, let people know, that a soy boy is defined as... A provocative term sometimes used online communities describe men perceived to be lacking masculine characteristics. Term, the term bears many similarities and has been compared to the slang terms as tuck, new male, which you may have to explain what a new male is, I've and don't... low T, meaning like low testosterone, to insults as an insult for male femininity.
1: I have questions. <laughs> Do like what straight men? Is this like, like, is this what straight Stop men trying do? To...
0: Come on. You've been, I know you were excited to do this podcast trying to convert me, but yes, I like, I mean, when, what, what's the question?
1: Well, I, I just don't like do straight men. Like are, all those things, all those words you just read out. As well, like, everyone
0: gave me shit about my alpha. Remember, I was remember like was it even last year? Or was I, feel year like I, was like, I feel like this is worse.
1: I feel like this is worse.
0: You think it's worse than my alpha y-
1: shirts? Yeah, I think the alpha was just kind of silly. Haha. And this one, I'm just like, wait, so what's the beef? <laughs> like well, and my thing is okay, so soy boy, what did it, what were the other two in that definition that they just mentioned? They just uh, said <laughs> new male, which I don't even yeah, know. What's but, new male? You why would I know?
0: And right, um, um, and yeah.
1: what what was the third one? Oh, low T.
0: Low T, yeah, low testosterone. That means like,
1: why, you, dude? You have to tell me because I don't know. Do straight men like? Is this an irony, or is this like real?
0: Is this real? It's for fun. Come on, you know what it is, and it's 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 yeah, it's all fun, but but I do get very annoyed with the. Um, emotional. I mean, these younger generation of men that are out there that are very into their needs, and I'm not even just saying that myself. <laughs> i hear that from many of women. So,
1: well, I'm confused. I, are the women you're dating young enough to be dating the younger generation?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, some of them they do go for. I guess. Are.
1: I, I I love this conversation. So so uh, younger men are all into their quote their needs like what needs like what do you mean their needs
0: very needy almost like a lesbian couple
1: what does that mean i feel like you're saying (laughs) things that don't make sense to anybody
0: no i've always uh, i think gay couples i would i almost think you could agree are very like uh, get get very emotional and very patty with each other
1: like oh like more
0: so than like a straight couple
1: what do you mean emo- emotional about what? Like, give me an example. It's all very vague.
0: <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think it uh, as, like, um, like, I have a friend who's, who's pretty much, I think she could be described as bi. She would say she's bi. And she tells me all the time, she's like, I will take a straight, like, relationship any day over a lesbian person because lesbian women are too into, like, their feelings and stuff like that. Men, for the most part, like, quote-unquote men, are more or less into their feelings, and that's pretty much how you could describe it.
1: What's wrong with being into your feelings? Like, what's the danger?
0: Because you just, you, you get a little too sensitive, you get a little too worked up and things, and that's what I've I've always been, because I, I was probably a soy boy, I think uh, in my past, maybe I was definitely more a soy boy.
1: And by and, soy boy you mean you were more sensitive.
0: Which is why maybe I'm so Mr. Alpha now, and Mr. Soy Boy, because I'm and Mr. Eeyore. Yeah, Mr. Eor, because I want a, a conscious effort to not go back into that lifestyle because I'm much happier just not being so into my. Are emotions. you much
1: happier? Because we just had a conversation earlier about how you actively <laughs> are never happy.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just
1: see, saying, now, I just say, if thing I is... was around
0: pouting about it though, then imagine how much more unhappy I would be.
1: I think my thing is, and this is. I will find a common ground agreement that I, I find that uh, yes, my generation is a way more open about saying how they feel about something. They're like, Oh, that made me feel like shit. Oh, that made me happy. Like they're just really willing to say it. Um, what I think my generation lacks is uh, finding that common ground between emotional intelligence and pragmatism, which isn't a real word, but I love it anyway. Um, and emotional honesty and sometimes like people either talk about their feelings like they're a lawyer or they were like well my boundaries and this and this and because you did this and this and this and it's very it's almost too pragmatic so you get people my age that do that Um, well see i
0: think there's a if you want to go deeper into it i think there is a like, uh, from, from we'll say the quote-unquote younger generation who believes that, you know, with the whole mental health and wellness and, and this and that, I mean, uh, not that I, I, mental health is a real thing, but there's things that you need to figure out for yourself, and you don't have to tell the world about it because the world doesn't really care about your feelings.
1: But here's the thing. So say someone, like, is public about their mental health, and they they talk about it on social media a lot. Say they right, do that. it drives me crazy. But so what what's the what's the hurt if they do it? I'm I'm kind of like that too. Like I don't journal my feelings online. Uh but that's just like me. Like I I'm not but I'm not quiet about my feelings. Like my friends hear about my feelings all the time. I talk to my friends plenty about honestly how I'm feeling. And yeah, I'm not the one that goes about it publicly, but if someone was the one to to talk about it publicly, what is the harm in just swiping past their little story
0: and saying, okay, bye. Why is um, that? Do You guys use that for all, you know, I hate to say it, like, but that is the excuse that that is used a lot with, um, oh, I'm going to sound really bad now here. Um, like, the LGBTQ community, whatever. You guys use that for everything. What is the harm? Which I do agree with, to like, 90% of that. But for the example you're using,
1: um. Eh. Yeah, but what is the harm like it, it just like I know it the harm I think is that because
0: I just don't want to hear about your feelings or your
1: gendering or
0: your this or your that why don't you just <laughs>
1: unfollow them why don't you not be friends with them why don't you just unfollow them if you're like I don't care about hearing about you period why don't you just kind of say okay bye It's great.
0: I don't think that's a I don't think that's a good solution. I don't think like when we're trying to solve you and I and Kada when she's here, when you and I like do this podcast to solve the world's solutions, I don't think that's a a good way to say it, what's the harm.
1: I think it is though, like because just because you don't care about that person's feelings doesn't mean other people don't. What if other people are like, I want to hear it, I wanna see it, it actually benefits me, plus you're my friend and I want to see it, keep doing it. And so then what?
0: Did you see this story? I wanted to ask you about this story this past week. I don't know if you saw this one. There was a sorority, I don't know what college, that let a transgender person in. And now it's become like a big thing because somehow they, these people, first of all, I think this all could have been stemmed. Common sense would solve so much of life's problems. This person was obviously, if you look at them, you could tell that they were obviously transgender. Nothing against the way she looks, but it, you it, for them to like let her in and be like, oh my god, I didn't, we didn't know. I mean, it was a little bit whack. And so now they say that this person, um, is, she's complaining because uh, her sorority sisters are like offended. They think like she's like googling them, and it's and she's suing them. It's a story, you know. You have to look it up, and we'll talk about it next week because it makes no sense to me.
1: I mean, what what makes sense of of why the transgender girl? Um, or person is is upset that their sorority doesn't like them anymore, or why right. the right, sorority is freaking out.
0: Well, I, it's it's kind of like, I guess I'm not on any any other side because because uh, I'm like, why are you freaking out? You let her in. It's obvious that um, she was never, and now I'm freaking out with her because she's saying like, oh, why did you join the sorority if? It, 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 well, I mean, you could just leave the sorority if if you're not like I feel a fan like it. it. it but instead, problem. she's. Instead of that. she thinks that her feelings are, are so important that she has to be known and she's suing the sorority beca- for not being treated properly.
1: Oh, uh, I understand. Okay, so that's, this is a better example. And we're, like, wrapping up soon, so maybe we'll do a part two of this next week. But here's what I'll yeah. say. This you comes to back this to the up. same conversation, sort of the same conversation about minding your business. Like, her being transgender really doesn't have anything to do with the sorority. If she identifies as a woman, she's transgender, they let in woman, there you have it. If, if the it sounds like the sorority is like, oh, now I feel uncomfortable because I'm not comfortable with trans people. That is a problem for the individual because the trans person exists and they need to move on with that. Like,
0: I'll be with you that, there, me, And they let her into sorority.
1: Yeah, and you, you need a therapist. She doesn't need to do anything. You need a therapist. But you also have to respect the fact that transgender people face shit like this all the time. And so for her to be, I imagine she, that those are her pronouns. It's possibly not true. Um, for her to use... moment of publicity to be like hey like i'm going to sue the school it's it's because this is not the first time that this has happened to to her to other people and the reality is like if people keep allowing themselves to be treated that way and by being marginalized in that way and being you know pushed around like that like eventually you're gonna have to swing swing and i think she's swing, swinging which is definitely not soy boy behavior
0: yeah I mean we've gotten so far from our soy boy conversation well, i'm really trying to like i'm trying to throw in some things that i wanted to talk to you about because i wanted to ask you about that story well, the which soy really boy. has nothing to do with soy boys no it does all. though
1: it does i mean it, it's i was all trying to make the connection gender.
0: with her with her t- t- telling everyone about her feelings now with this wording i think, wording.
1: I think was, well, we have to understand of a we have to understand like why does it frustrate people to hear hmm. her talk about her feelings like what is the problem like her, her saying my feelings are hurt which to me sounds very valid. She's being isolated by an entire sorority and it's become an entire campus scandal and now sounds like a big news scandal. So she's right. probably feels incredibly isolated. Imagine if you were in a uh, fraternity and they were like, fuck you yeah, I mean, for, you for fuck being you, you're whatever. whatever." Yeah. like, you would, being isolated is not fair and not cool. And um, it's just not a cool thing to do. Like, we're, we're, a sorority is meant to be a community, so act like it. Um and second, it, it's important I think to make a big deal out of stuff like this because it happens so often. And that because unfortunately, well, I mean it just is what it is, like the majority of people are cis and hetero and so they own the majority in a lot of spaces. They have this power. I think, power that's,
0: what, I think that's what I'm sorry to interrupt. But I think that's what like the conservative uh, conservative, you know, um, almost, I won't say homophobic, but uh, <laughs> the you know, that whole side, they're like, you know, transgender, and even, gay, you guys make up, what, 1% of the population. Why do you have to hear, why is it in every commercial? Why do I have to, my kids learning about it in school?
1: Well, uh, I, I and, don't actually think it's 1%, but also... Well,
0: maybe transgender, maybe. You think, well, it's, you think that's higher?
1: I think transgender. I mean, we'll have to look it up and, and talk about it later, but... Um, it's for mul- I mean multiple reasons. It's one, people, uh, people that are transgender like commit high amounts of suicide and or are murdered, and so the lack of representation of transgenderism is a massive problem. Um, right, and it and shows that would be, statistically. And like and it's for to you. be
0: like, well, they're only one percent of the population. That would be right. yeah, that's a bad way to excuse well, it, it.
1: That's what kind of gets me is what are, what is everyone so afraid of? if if it is actually such a small minority of the population. What is everyone so afraid of?
0: Everyone's afraid that their kids are going to be gay. That's... You know, exactly. You know that. Like,
1: everyone's afraid <laughs> that their kids are <laughs> not to be that. straight and sis. And yes. like, okay, like, I think just everyone needs to get a fucking therapist. Get a fucking therapist. Stop fighting queer people over shit that has nothing to do with <laughs> queer people. I'm tired. I, I Someone the other day, like some older like, a family member was talking to me and they were like, I think they think like their their son's cousin or whatever is, is going to be gay. And they were just really, really worried about it. And I was like, you know what? Being gay isn't hard. Straight people make. Were telling gay you about it. Hard. Did they yeah. realize you were going? They were calling me, being like, what, "What? What should we do? We're really worried. Like, we just don't want them to have a hard life." And I'm like, "Girl, being gay isn't hard. Straight people make being gay hard. Straight people make being trans hard. Like, it's very different. And it's like so silly sometimes. I watch these arguments. I don't even get into it." when I watch it on the news, because I'm like, I'm not participating in a silly argument. I'm not participating in silly, nonsensical... No, I'm not I'm not fighting about how the patriots are going to be good with Kata, and I'm not going to fight <laughs> about how, like, we over... We're giving, like, too much credit to queer people who have always existed, but are just now starting to get a little bit more publicity, as deserved.
0: Right and,
1: and people are getting the fucking feelings hurt. See a therapist. Or drink about it. I don't care. But, like... <laughs> mind you, like, do it on your own. That's do true. it on your
0: own. That's why I say no soy boys.
1: Right, like, do it on your own. But here's my thing, this is a good closing argument. People say no soy boys. The most emotional people are the people that get upset about queer people. They are the most upsetty, People, it's like watching the Jets fans watch fucking Aaron Rodgers like Rutger hey, and get carted off. And they, those are the people wearing the no soy boy shirts. And it's a lot. You are the most sensitive people, like the people that are banning drag shows, the people that are upset about this fucking sorority letting in the trans woman by accident, question mark. The and most yeah. <laughs> soy boy, if we're going to really get into it, the most sensitive. Personality mm. is the cis people complaining. Like the, the, the queer people aren't going to complain if you just leave them be, but you're not, and so like it's it's so ironic of how I always watch like queer people in queer spaces. We're always talking about this shit, and we're all like, "Girl, whatever, fuck off!" Like, and then I see straight people talking about it, and they're like near tears. They're so uh-huh. hurt, and nice. I'm like, "Girl, Fox News." Like, I get it's a new news generally is is performative, so like. It is what it is, but, like, it's the most so most emotional people I've ever met, like, talking about, oh, this trans woman is being so upset, and, like, why is she making such a big deal? I'm like, girl, you all started it. Like, it just is all so hypocritical to me that I don't even get I, into it.
0: Once again, we do not have enough time. We should not have left this for the last 10 minutes of the episode podcast well, Kada, we did, will continue
1: it. Kata's going to listen and then she's going to She
0: uh, yeah she'll have something to say about it we're so we will continue are going
1: to part two but yeah. that is all we were sad not to have Kata today but we were excited to have her back shortly catch us on our socials at UFR Vodcast on Instagram or you can email us to fight at hello you UFR at gmail.com
0: please do fight on us.
1: yeah I, I mean clearly we need it uh, I'm Mike Rose this is Mike C. And we'll see you after week two.
0: Bye, guys.
1: Bye.